it feels apocalyptic in the strangest way, but like you can't see it. Hello listeners, thanks for joining us today. We are back for season three of Seattle Diva with your host, Naomi Morgan. Enjoy the show. Very special guest today, everyone. This is RJ Tansioko. Hello. RJ, do you want to tell everybody, our listeners, a little bit about who you are and specifically what it is that you do? Of course. Um, well, my official title is music director, but that is a position that wears many hats. Um, basically, a music director is somebody who's in charge of uh, helping cast a show, usually a musical, and uh, responsible for teaching the music. And most of the time, music directors also stay for the run of the show uh, to conduct it or to play in the pit or to piano play and conduct at the same time. And in addition to that, I'm also a keyboardist, pianist in town, and I play on many orchestra pits uh, of varying levels at different theaters and events. For our audience to understand, so that's two different jobs. So you are a music director, but also a professional musician playing in an orchestra pit. Yes, that is me. And also, I play for auditions, and I coach actors on their audition pieces. And more of a a soft position is that I also help advise on some writing of new musicals and kind of developing curriculum for youth programs that's related to theater and music. Basically, you work in musical theater, and you wear many different hats and have different jobs, but... Your main official title would probably be music director first, and everything else is in support of the theater. Absolutely. That's that's a great way of, of, of uh, combining all that, yes. I'm glad I recorded it. There you go. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> so uh, our season three is actually coping with COVID-19. And what I really want our listeners to hear and help us all stay connected is how specifically did this affect your industry well um it affected our industry very much so um because our industry the arts industry is built on uh gathering people to watch something together while we tell stories um in a live format usually um and this um pandemic has ceased that and has kind of stunted us gathering so it attacked us at our core um which um which is very sad i was um involved in sister act at the fifth avenue theater and we were in our technical rehearsals and those are rehearsals where we as a company move on stage for the first time and we could begin to see the lights and the costumes and add the orchestra and sound elements um, props, all those, um, all those things uh, begin to come together, and we inch our way through the show um, slowly. And we were, we had just finished our first day of doing that, and at the end of that day, we were just, you know, told check in tomorrow to see what time we're supposed to come in. I think that was Tuesday. Um, I can give you the specific date too. It's Tuesday, March tenth. Yes, it was Tuesday, March 10th, Um, and uh, we heard back the next day saying, you know, we can't gather for more than 250, more than 250 people at that time, and so we were told to stay home and not finish uh, tech that day, and we were waiting to hear about the the rest of the week, and then pretty soon, 
um, we were told that the production was canceled. Wow. So that that's one of the major kind of instant results of the pandemic that, that affected the arts industry for me. I mean, they were very very clear um, and, and efficient about contacting everybody because we were heading into the theater. I mean, our rehearsal that following Wednesday, that next day, which was Wednesday, started at noon. And I think I received the call around 11 o'clock. So a lot of us were about to head out the door, including myself. And some people were already on their way into the rehearsal. So I, after talking to some friends about it who were involved with the production, they were, they were, they, some of them got there actually. Mm-hmm. And we're, and that we're told that the rehearsal has been canceled. It was pretty scary because I mean that you don't you don't just cancel a technical rehearsal. It's a very important part of the puzzle to create the production. Wow! And did you hear from your other castmates and production mates on that? We did. We just began to contact each other, you know, via text. Like, do you know any more what's going on? Just kind of, it's more about just coping. Like, right. we were all in shock. And, and I think for the first maybe couple hours, just there was like radio silence from everybody, anybody. And then I, you know, then the, the text messages came and the phone calls came and like, you know, emails came. It was just very shocking because it, again, like, I can't stress enough how, how unusual something like that would happen um if it was like a natural disaster of some sort i still feel like we'll come in in an hour you know while we like clean up the mess or something but canceling a whole 10 hour day of rehearsal is a big deal um so we we were we were i will say in those phone calls and and um emails and text messages we were still kind of holding um, some hope that it would still happen. Um, it just wasn't looking good, but we were still kind of hanging on to hope that week. I was also I had also music directed another show, She Loves Me, which is another Village Theater show. It was running up in Everett, their second location, and they were in their final two weeks of performances. Um, I had already left that show to do Sister Act, um, and they were still running, and they were told that you know, as far as they know, the show on Wednesday was canceled, but they may still, sorry, uh, their show, yeah, their show might still happen sometime in the week, but not Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that's that, that was like the fallout of that week. Um, there were still, I think, other theaters teching or um, running their show that they weren't sure exactly how they could kind of go around the 250 gathering or less um uh but i'm not really sure now because those are the shows that i was directly involved with um that i know more information about right so i mean overall it devastated the musical theater community because we really rely on audiences yes i mean and and now i mean you know last week so that was the first week of march or second week of march Last week, I also heard that Seattle Rep has canceled the rest of their season, mm-hmm. um, including the shows that were already running. Um, so they post, they canceled the children, the last few performances of the children, and most of the performances of Jitney. And they also canceled the remaining two shows, which were in the importance of being earnest and um, uh, Lydia and the Troll, which some of our friends were involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, they canceled the season. And then soon after that, Village Theater also canceled their season 
uh, which was just one last show, which is The Wedding Singer. And unfortunately, I was also involved with that show, which was to, scheduled to start right after Sister Act closed. But it right now they just they canceled it. And that would have been opened in May and run till July. Ouch. Yes. So, yeah. so I yes. guess my biggest question to take away from all of this is, how is it that you are coping and processing? Well, um, I mean, to be fully honest, I'm concerned about um, the world, yes, but I'm more, more locally, I'm concerned about my industry, our industry specifically, because uh, the arts have always been reliant on gatherings of people and it, a lot of it is a, a lot a lot of the times the arts are a luxury item for people and now with the economy tanking and people are are full of fear to be around um to be around large gatherings because there's so many unknowns um it's i'm finding it really challenging to cope um but the, the strategies that i've kind of you kind of looked into are there's a lot of um outpour of like live stream concerts online and a lot of relief packages and some uh, support groups and just kind of staying in touch with my peers and my friends colleagues to see what they're doing to kind of keep the theater alive um, I'm sure there's going to be some great like, musical that's being written right now about all of this. Um, coping with this is challenging. Um, I've tried to kind of deny it first, like this is will be ha- this will go away in a month or so. But the way it's looking, the way things are looking right now, it's it's kind of hard to predict the future, and we don't really know a lot about what's going to happen. So what we can do is just kind of hang on to the hope that this will, that we will persevere. And I, and I know we will, but the, the, the thing that I do know is that the arts is always infringent on gatherings and support from people. And right now people are just afraid and people are being told not to gather and people are being told to um, kind of be careful with their finances because the economy is unsure. There's a lot of layoffs. I mean, the service industry, the hospitality industry, the travel industry uh, is all are all getting affected. And some of those people buy theater tickets. And, you know, after this, they might consider, do I feed myself for a week or do I buy a ticket to a show? And even though in the past, that, maybe that's also a problem for people. This has just kind of magnified it even more. So the support that we will need after this is very, very important to keep theaters alive, to keep the arts organizations alive um, so that we can still be together and gather. And I think that's a really important part of human nature to gather and tell stories. So how do I cope? I think about that and I focus on that. And I think about the people online who do a lot of live, <laughs> live stream concert, you know, I mean, that's courage and hope. Um, a lot of fundraisers are happening. I know that like Rosie O'Donnell hosted a show to like um, to raise money for the Actors Fund, and she raised as of yesterday like uh, half a million dollars or something just by people calling in. So that's good to see and good to be reminded of. Um, I've kept in touch with my friends, my colleagues, family, of course, and just 
tried to watch funny things on YouTube that are arts related or not, and um, try to be alert about what's going on, try not to be anxious about everything, try to digest what truth is versus what, you know, um, sensational news is. Um, yeah, so that's, so it's kind of a, honestly, it's like a hour by hour, day by day situation. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that people are forgetting what day of the week it is because it feels like the same day uh, every day right now. It totally does. <laughs> I, you know, like I have to like, oh gosh, I guess it's lunch. Uh, I guess I better eat. Oh, the most exciting thing right now is to go to the grocery store. But it does. And, You're so and, right. It feels like one long nightmare. It does. And I have to just share this kind of anecdotal story. I don't think I've ever gone to the grocery store and and like strike a conversation with my cashier as much as I have in the <laughs> in the last two weeks or so. I mean, I it's it's like to see other people. It's like oh, this is so great. There's still people kind of alive, and it feels apocalyptic in the strangest way. But like you can't see it. That's the thing. You can't see this. You know, people have described this as like the enemy. Like you can't. It's like an invisible enemy, right? You can't see yeah. it. So. It feels like everything should look fine and be fine, but, you know, streets are barren and everybody's kind of uh, six feet away from each other. And I, it's just, uh, it's a quite a time right now. Um, but I know I'm glad that you find that that's true for you too. Naomi. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and speaking with our listeners today. We're honored to have you on our show. Thank you, Naomi, for having me. I appreciate it. Everybody stay well. And that is Seattle Diva for you. That is RJ Tansioko, and we will see you next time.